Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friend L. Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Rock Countout. It's a countdown show right here that dives into the world of professional wrestling. Evidently, YouTube uh, resubscribed a bunch of people to our channel that thought they had unsubscribed based on our gaming content back in the day. They might be like, wait, count out. What happened to 10 for the win? Well, now we do wrestling. Well, first of all, 10 for the win was never on our channel. Now we do wrestling. And yeah, it was never on our channel. Uh, and so this is a different type of top 10 thing. It's more of a podcast version of a top 10 thing. Uh, but still a top 10 thing. YouTube does weird things. They do really yeah, on a weird basis. things. I don't really quite understand. Like it. every couple months, they're like, oh, you think you know me. They're the edge of uh, <laughs> they are. the platform. They're the ultimate opportunist. You think you know me. Anyways, it's a count out. Uh, and uh, Money in the Bank is tomorrow. We're going to be doing a live stream, a reaction uh, live stream where the camera will be facing us and we'll be reacting to the events that play out live at Money in the Bank. So uh, join us there. Yes, please. Uh, and uh, yeah, just a reminder, a week from tomorrow, we're going to be in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Our first ever live before a studio audience show, uh, uh, Friendo Fest. It's actually at StarCast. It's at the Tuscany Suites and Casinos. That's correct. Uh, <clears throat> should be a lot of fun. And it's free. Totally it's free. Just, all you got to do is be in Las Vegas, 11 a.m. May 26th. If you live in Vegas, you're there. If you're in town for StarCast, you're there. Uh, if you want to hop in your car that morning, you could be there. If you wrestled at Double or Nothing, you could be there. Right. So it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you can get Same. at least 10 people. In the crowd. Yeah, that's kind of my goal. That's, that's 10 people. 10 is good. 10 is good. 10 is All a good right. number to start with, yes. Anyways, as I said, Money in the Bank is tomorrow. But as we've discussed the, a couple times. The, the story of wrestling the last couple of weeks is uh, pretty much Vince McMahon. Um, and how, uh, you know, he's uh, the ongoing creative difficulties. The push and pull between the creative team and Vince. Um, uh, ratings are down. Fan enthusiasm down. Basically, every every metric except money is down. Um, and uh, knowing full well that uh, there's only two, three circumstances in which Vince would be either removed or willingly stepped down from power, we got to find ways to right the ship to make Raw enjoyable. Well, Raw, more so Raw. SmackDown is generally pretty, pretty solid. Uh, make the movie televised product more enjoyable, well, more captivating, yeah. uh, uh, more memorable. Make it must-see TV again. Where Raw goes generally, and this is this is in the ratings, but I think yeah, there's, there's a correlation. Behind it. Where Raw goes, SmackDown follows by about 85 to maybe 90%, sometimes as low as 80%. But I even think that creatively speaking, where Raw goes as low as it is right now, and as good as SmackDown is most weeks, SmackDown would get even that much better. More better. If you simply follow this 10-step oh, plan, yeah. Larson. None of these steps involve Vince stepping down. Dying. That. Seeding any sort of control. Right. This is all things. And all it takes is Vince, an opportunity for him to have a mojo moment. Take a look in the mirror. And just, just reflect and say, 
how can I be a better Vince we McMahon? We know he's done it before because if you look at the Attitude Era, he had to. He didn't have a choice. I think the only real difference right now is there's nothing forcing his hand. He's making money hand over fist. Yeah. He's probably a multi-billionaire. He doesn't really care. His way of of uh, his his creative vision has been validated by tons of money. Yes. So yes. But you know what? Uh, maybe All Elite will give him a kick in the pants. Maybe the ratings will fall so low that the, the network heads will give him a kick in the pants. There's an ultimatum uh, put out there. Who knows? Anyways, follow these 10 steps and, and, and WB will, will rise to prominence once again. Ratings to the roof. Double the money they're making now. Every wrestling fan happy. Let's kick it off. Number yes. 10. 10. Take some risks. This is what it's like. Take some risks. If you risks. look at Vince's history. As uh, as 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 owner, head pr- head promoter of WWF WWE, uh, if you go to the the nascent days of his of his nationwide expansion, it was all about being proactive, taking risk. Him going around and buying up the territories in in an effort to create a national promotion was far from a sure thing. It could have blown up in his face spectacularly, but he had a vision for it. He 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 had an idea of what he wanted it to be, and he took steps. The risks necessary to make it happen. First WrestleMania, massive risk. Um, he's taken tons of risk uh, in terms of, of the business side of the company. Uh, creatively, he defied the very nature of how pro wrestling had yeah. operated for yeah. decades yeah. in the United States. Yeah. Took a massive risk, uh, which could have completely ended in, in the WWF or maybe just WWF. Yes, WWF. Uh, going up in flames. Yeah, totally, totally yeah. could have. But he had a vision for it and saw it through, and, and it worked. Dead, it rose like a phoenix. Yep. Um, and the Attitude Era, risks all over the place. Not all of them panned out. A lot of creative failures there. Mm-hmm. But uh, many would argue uh, a lot of the creative high points for WWF, WWE happened during the Attitude Era. And it was all because they were taking a lot more risks. You can literally see him explain his risk in that cheesy promo. Gone are the days of heroes and villains. Yeah, it was like the safest way to take a risk, basically. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. It was like he that video was him convincing himself. Pretty much. That's what it was. Because he didn't want to believe it. Because let's face it, I think Vince's favorite ever time was Hulk Hogan it era. Was 1985 to yes. 1988. Yes, and exactly. He, because and he always wants it to be like that. He does, because... Uh, Anything he put out there was wildly popular, and the fans accepted it. Yes, exactly. They cheered for who they were supposed to cheer for and booed her they were supposed to boo. Nobody thought about it. Nobody was on. There was no social media back then. No, the only, he only had to contend with Dave Meltzer about writing about it in the newsletter. He that was the only critic he had to worry about. All he had to worry about was once a year when the Wrestling Observer would do their fan awards, and uh, and, and Hogan would be win worst wrestler every year. Yeah. But really, that was you know was circulation back then, not very large in, in relation to probably not. Nobody knew that stuff. Nobody, no, nobody no, got any dirt no. sheets back then. No, not at all. Who was getting zines? I know. So I mean, like in Vince's mind, he wants that to still be the era that we're in now, where he's the booker. What he says goes. What he puts out there, we ingest and enjoy uh, uncritically. <laughs> That's just not the reality we live in right now, no, man. It's not man. You know, uh, we know as viewers, as fans of pro wrestling, a lot more than we did 30 years ago mm-hmm. in terms of how the mechanics of the, everything works. Kayfabe is more or less a thing of the past. Uh, we're just far more knowledgeable about the inner workings of the business. We are. You the cannot ignore that. Um, and he just has to take some risks. He plays everything too safe, and that doesn't mean you get away from the PG-rated programming. You don't have to do that. You can still have 
uh, 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 brand safe, family friendly programming and take creative risks. Yeah. Yep. Let's move on. Yeah. Number nine. Nine. Leave the announcers to do their job. See, here's the thing. Again, this we might reference this a bit in this episode. We talked about it on, on yesterday's new show, the whole Wade Keller podcast that dude called in. And uh, we've, kn- we've known for a while that Vince is in the, the announcer's ears all the time on Raw and SmackDown. There's footage out there of Michael Cole talking to Vince McMahon during a commercial break in his ear. And Michael Cole kind of half snaps at Vince. And then there's a long pause. And Michael Cole says, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Yes. Yeah. So he got reamed yes. by Vince. And also in the Wade <laughs> Keller thing, the guy says, uh, uh, like, they're getting fed whole sentences. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. And it's obvious. Oh, yeah. There's times you can see people listening to get their direction. Yeah, totally. Just watch. If you want, if you oh, want the, yeah, yeah. the most obvious, the most obvious example, Alistair Black's en- uh, initial entrance when Corey oh, Graves yeah, yeah, says yeah. like three different things all contradicting each other just because they kind of, they sound like how Vince what Vince considers is cool. Yeah. He works for the working class and also the people who have been forgotten have been forgotten. Oh, and also he fights for everybody. It's yeah. it's the most yeah. Vince stuff. I thought ever. you were going to mention the uh, the time I can't remember what pre-show it was where everybody stopped what they were saying and did <laughs> this. Oh yeah. And then made a point. <laughs> What do you mean the, the well? There was a Sam Roberts one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Everybody yeah, stopped. Yeah, and then it was obvious that he was getting fed lines. It was this. It was, you're, you're McAfee. I'm Roberts. You know, and then and Bianca Belair. Okay, okay, yeah. So uh, Bianca Belair, should she even be here at Takeover? Yeah, <laughs> but it was a main roster thing, I think, because I don't think Vince feeds lines during the Takeover stuff. Somebody's feeding them something. Somebody's that was feeding. during WrestleMania. Or one of the, one, anyway, it was one of the pay-per-view pre-shows. Sam Roberts was obviously being fed lines because everybody stopped talking to listen. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. You have production meetings before the shows. You have your story beats you want to hit for commentary. If there's something you really want to, to, to drive home, press that button and say something. Mm. Otherwise, let the announcers do their job. No, How man. many times have we seen on, I, I think more so on Raw because the team there is still kind of developing their chemistry where the commentary is stilted because Vince is in their ear constantly feeding them lines rather than letting them do their job and develop their chemistry organically and help tell the story of what's going on in mm-hmm. the ring. Yeah. Because that's what commentary is there for. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And if you want a great example of awesome commentary, just look no further than Kevin Kelly and what he does on New Japan with a, a rotating cast of dude of co-anchors, of co-commentators. Remember the first United Kingdom tournament? It was Michael yeah. Cole and it was Nigel. Yeah. And Michael Cole was spectacular. Yeah, I know. He didn't have Vincent his ear barking at nope. him the whole time. No. Nope. He was there and he was telling the stories that were being played out in the middle of the ring. And when and you watch yeah, when you when you watch NXT's commentary with mm-hmm. Morrow and Nigel and now uh Beth Phoenix mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, NXT UK's stuff. It's just so much lighter. It's so much. It it, it feels spontaneous yeah. and organic. Yeah, it's awesome. Number eight. Eight. We need more factions. Oh hell yeah, we do. We need more factions. Here's the thing. This was kind of interesting to me uh, during uh, one of the something to wrestle something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard podcasts um, when they were talking about. What was the latest one I was watching? Conrad had brought up. Oh, it was, I think it was just maybe the year 1998. No, they were talking about the, oh, it was JBL. It was JBL. Episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Were they talking about his cabinet? They, no, it was actually, I didn't get to that point. They were talking about the ministry. Yeah. 
And they said, uh, Conrad asked, he's like, you know, why, why did they join the ministry? What was the deal with that? And he says, well, it was just a time when factions were in and that was the thing that we were doing and everybody had to be part of a faction. And it's kind of mind blowing that when it makes the most sense, which is when you are signing every possible name you can mm -hmm. and people aren't getting on TV mm -hmm. and people do get upset because they're not getting on TV and people will turn down double the pay so they have a shot at going to All Elite where they might actually get on TV or New Japan or even yeah. Impact yeah. Uh, that they don't institute factions uh, because that's an easy way to get people on TV. Mm -hmm. It there are storylines that write themselves, mm -hmm. um, and it just gives everybody something to do. And then it makes the solo stars stand out even more because they're facing greater odds against these factions. You see how well it works in New Japan, um, and uh, and I think it could work doubly so uh, in the WWE. I really do. I, it does. It boggles my mind that when you know when Meltzer or whomever talks about the undisputed era, well, Vince doesn't really do four man factions. Like he doesn't really, he yeah. doesn't really do that stuff. You know, Sanity, the perfectly branded uh, uh, faction, uh, which had some uh, aesthetic uh, similarities to the Wyatt family, another faction which as great as they were, we never saw them at their fullest potential. Nope. We never did. We never got, for example, Bray Wyatt uh, versus Braun Strowman when he had to bro break up from him. You know, there had been hints here and there, but that was all like producers that Vince McMahon weren't paying attention to, sneaking that stuff in, battle royals and whatnot, and mm -hmm. Royal Rumbles. Mm -hmm. it, it's 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 mind-boggling that you've had several like hints of faction. AJ in the club. Yep. Finn in the club. You have Bullet Club there. I know. Why not put them all in a faction? I know. I've said this before. It's a license to print money. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And as you mentioned, especially now where the, the, the depth of talent WB is so vast, people are struggling to get TV time. Mm -hmm. it, the, the easiest way to get as many people on TV as possible is to have them in a faction. Yeah. If you're Sean Spears, Ty yeah. Dillinger. Yeah. And you're in some sort of faction, let's say, with Shinsuke Nakamura. We know they they were close. They were you know, they used to travel together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're and you've got like a cool faction shirt on. You're on TV every single week. Granted, you might not be having matches, or you might be the the element of the faction that's eating pins. You're still part of something. And you're involved. And I can just imagine. This is just speculation on my part. I don't. know. Maybe it doesn't feel this way. You're involved. You're part of something. You're going to want to keep being part of something. And if it's Shinsuke leading it, just again, it's cool. Yeah. They're, I mean, factions are just inherently cool. People yeah. like to see gangs team up. Yeah. And I think the most common complaint or criticism of people who either seemingly want to leave WB or, or have some level of discontent or have left WB is there's two things. One is, is, is a lack of vision. Two is just not being involved. I think I don't know if everybody. I'm sure people want championships because championships means potentially larger paydays. But uh, more than anything, I, people uh, people in WB, I feel like they all let's say they're cocky or arrogant. Some might be, but I don't think a whole lot would necessarily qualify for that. But I think they all believe in their their talent set and they oh, want to yeah. they want to showcase that. They made it to the WWE. Yeah. The WWE reached out like God Himself reached His hand down and brought you when up. You, when you reach when you reach the top of the mountain. You want to showcase what you can do. Absolutely, yeah. 
And part of, and that just means being involved. It doesn't mean you know winning every title. It doesn't mean main eventing shows. It means mm-hmm. just being on TV on a regular basis and being involved in a decent storyline. Yeah, having your talents be used to. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. When you work that hard to get to that point, and then you're more or less told, "Well, you can just sit at home for the next six months. We don't really have anything for you." Mm-hmm. Well, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, the 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 downside, the payday is pretty probably pretty nice, but I did all this to showcase all that I have learned through my decade plus of working independent dates for peanuts. Yeah. And now I don't get to do that. And it's also, if you think about it, the life, the, the career of a pro wrestler, the tone, the turnover can be, um, a a very short one. If you know, something bad were to happen. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's not out there applying their trade building, as you like to say, their own brand, you know, marketing themselves by being on TV, uh, well, then, you know, New Japan's going to look at you and be like, well, WWE didn't really use you, so you didn't have that exposure, so we're going to pay you less money or not even bring you in, you know. Mm-hmm. then Because then if you're not being used, when you do eventually get released or your contract runs out, you know, you got to go back and rebuild your name up from scratch. Yeah, you kind know. of, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, that's never a good position to be in. Nope. More factions, I think, would help fix that. It would help. It would help. Number seven. Seven. Less scripting. Put Kevin Owens there because he's one of the guys where I think he probably, he kind of rises above, I think, the idea where uh, he's given a script and told to read it. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's a few wrestlers who are trusted enough to at least be involved or at least take it upon themselves being more involved in the creative process um, in terms of less scripting. And uh, there's John Cena did an interview with Chris Van Vliet mm-hmm. in April. He talks about how himself and Seth Rollins and AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt would do that. They were given the script and they're like, no, let's find a way to make this better. Yeah. The difference between those guys and a lot of the people in the locker room is that they have the equity to go to somebody and say, this is, this, no, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um, if Ty Dillinger were to go to the producer and say, this is garbage, I'm not doing this, what do you think he'd be told? Uh, go F yourself. Read it. Yeah. You know, it's a select few guys, I'm guessing, who will, will go, who can can go up to a producer of events and says, this isn't working. I need to do something different with it. And they will be given the green light to do mm-hmm. it. I think far too often the rank and file wrestlers are given a script, told to read their lines, and that's that. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 some wrestlers need scripted promos. Some might need bullet points. Some are fully adept to just put a mic in their hands and deliver the most magical thing possible. Um, it all depends on the wrestler, but I think at the least having the talent more involved in developing and writing their own promos is going to do wonders for everybody. Any avenue by which they can showcase their personalities, their charisma is going to do them wonders. It's going to give them a, a, a truer, more organic means by which they can connect to the audience. And I think that's one of the things that's lacking in terms of WWE not being able to create new stars these days. You, know, you think I'm sure The Rock was backstage writing ideas. I mean, we see him with lines on his hand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you'd think he had, you know, a, 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 a writer write all that stuff for him in his no. handbook script. No. no, you think no. Stone Cold had that? No, no. nope. I get. I mean, I'm just guessing. Most of the great promo artists either were really involved in their promos or just did it all themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, with Stone Cold, it just seemed like seven years of frustration bottled yep. up that was exploding yep. from the rattlesnake. Yep. And that's why it works so well. Um, and I think that the people that they hire are talented enough. You know, like I already said, these people go out in, on the independence. Did mm-hmm. I say this during this episode or during overrun today? These people go out onto the independent circuit. Um, they spend years honing their craft 
And it's not, I would imagine, just saying, I would imagine, it's not easy to go out in front of 50 people, 200 people, Mm -hmm. 1,000 people, and compel them with, and and make what you're doing a memorable moment Mm -hmm. with your words. But most of these people at WWE hire, that's part of why they do, that's part of why they're hired. It's because they can go out and not just dazzle in the ring, but also dazzle with their words. They bring them in and then, Here's a script that some 20-year-old kid wrote. And I'm sure that 20-year-old kid probably can write some great stuff. But instead of just you know throwing the script at him, maybe collaborate a little bit more. Yes. From what we hear, from what we understand, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Or it's just not allowed to happen. Yeah. Number six. Six. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Time off. These people need time off. Look at Bailey here. She's all beat up. I was reading about uh, uh, this current European tour, and apparently there was one day of the tour where like the wrestlers during the day didn't have a place to go to relax. Like they didn't have a hotel room just to go and chill out for a few hours during the course of the day. What do they do? Just walk in circles? I guess they just go to the arena and like do stuff. Just dick around. Yeah. Man. Like if you want to take a nap, you have to find a quiet place in the arena somewhere to take a couple hour nap. Yeah. Sleep comes at a premium, I feel like, when you're on the road. And any opportunity you have to, to, to cop a few Zs, you got to take advantage of that. And they're on the road a lot. A lot. 200 yeah. plus days a year. Yeah. Working a, a, a far more physically demanding style than they were. In the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. um, you know, the times of, of wrestlers lumbering around the ring, just punching each other along over. Yeah, um, a lot, a lot can be a lot can be rolled up into this particular entry, because even in the next ones, you don't really dive into the morale of the of the wrestlers themselves. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I firmly believe that all these wrestlers give everything they have. Oh, yeah. On the on TV. But if their morale isn't better that's not going to continue. You're going to start seeing it yeah. in the product. Yeah. And uh, time off, offering health care, mm-hmm. uh, making them employees of the company, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that you know was recently sort of given a new shine thanks to John Oliver's piece mm-hmm. on his show on HBO. 
All of that stuff really does matter, and it helps the perception of your company, yep. you know, in the eyes of many. I mean, so many people that we anecdotally have heard from in our community, be it on the Facebook friendoverse, through our Twitter, whatever, Discord, whatever, that have said, you know what? I don't even, I, I got to tune out for a little while. The company between going to Saudi Arabia, taking that money, and the low morale, the the bad creative, I I get the feeling that maybe some of these people might stick around if because our audience is very tuned in with what's going on yeah, backstage. Totally, totally. WWE sends out a press release. Hey, guess what? All of our wrestlers are now employees. We are giving them full health care, full benefits. Yes, yes. And, and part of that is two months time off every year. Right, and here's the thing: you could, depending on how you structure the time off, you could just that could just mean time off the road from house shows. They can still show up on television. Say they're yeah. just, they're in the midst of a story they need to continue on. All right, fly them into the into whatever city is, it has Raw or SmackDown that day. Have them involved in that television show. Rest of the week they get off. If you use Randy Orton's schedule, which we've heard is it looks like 150 days a year, right? Like three days a week. If you use that most. as a template in terms of. I mean, not everybody might get it year-round, but for two months, that's your new schedule. For two months, you're just doing TV, and and that's it. Or, yeah. hey, on top of that, we're going to pay for their travel and accommodations. Mm -hmm. You're making money hand over fist. You can afford it. Yes. And if you start not making money hand over fist, let's say you hand the money back over to the Saudi government, hey, you get then maybe you can not pay for travel and accommodations. So, there's so many PR like negatives to the WWE that yes. it's hard to find any positive in the company yeah. outside of, you know, the, when the product is entertaining, it's like, okay, well that's kind of a selfish thing though. Yeah. You know, we like to know these performers that we support are being supported by the company. Exactly. Exactly. You're completely right. I am plugged in now. Number five, five, get, get it. Keep tabs on pop culture. I know that stills from the eighties, but that was a time when Vince at least seemed somewhat plugged into what was going on. It wasn't like Cindy Lauper was doing the Vegas circuit at that point. She was in the top 10. Is she doing Vegas right now? I'd love to no, see that I don't show. Think she's doing Vegas. That time is, after time is a killer. Yeah, true track. colors. Great song. Yeah. Um, uh, that, I mean, granted there was also instances in the first few WrestleManias where Vince had celebrities come in who were, you could say past their prime, but, uh, for the rock and wrestling stuff, I mean, he he, he had G Gordon Liddy come in. Yeah, I know. Um, I was like, you, post Watergate. You, you can, it was, like it was well, yeah, it's ten, ten years, years after. after you question how large of a celebrity G Gordon Liddy is, anyways. Um, but you know, like in the early days of when WWE is going national, he had wrestling on MTV. Mm -hmm. He was at least somewhat tuned in to what was going on in the popular culture, and that was expressed in how the show was 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 developed creatively. Like the whole thing about Hulkamania. You know, take your vitamin, say your prayers. It was during a very, I guess you could say, highly patriotic, largely conservative era of American politics. And that played out on television Wasn't via like Hulkamania. The next big event. Big event. Was it big event that aired on MTV? No, it was the the war that settled the score. Okay. Was that before WrestleMania or after? Before WrestleMania that was before? One, I think so, yeah. And here, okay, so for the kids who might not remember this or might not know, those weren't born yet. I think it was early 85. MTV was groundbreaking at the time. It's not anything close to what it is no, right unless, now. Unless you're a huge fan of ridiculousness. <laughs> right. right. Or teenage parents. Or uh, <laughs> Wild and Out. Or Wild and Out, yeah. Um, 
MTV was groundbreaking. It was revolutionary yep. back then. Yep. And WWE was on top of that business. Yes. It really was. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, and we're not talking about tossing a Game of Thrones reference no, here and there. Bringing, I'm not even talking about bringing celebrities in. I'm talking more about, like, the Attitude era, era. They captured the zeitgeist of what was going on in the culture. There was, you know, around that same time as when you had movies like Office Space come mm. out, where there was people that were that were fairly fed up with kind of the, the mundane aspects of their life. And generally speaking, there'd be a lot of frustration about uh, authority figures, namely people's bosses. Mm-hmm. So when Stone Cold came out there and stunned Vince McMahon, that was a cathartic experience for everybody who ever had a boss that pissed them off. Mm-hmm. They wished they could do the same. They couldn't. However, Stone Cold could. You could pop because of that, and you got that vicarious thrill through Stone Cold doing that. Yeah. And the opportunity still presents itself to capture the, the, the cultural zeitgeist and put it out there on wrestling television. Mm. The opportunity is still there. You just got to be in tune with what's going on. I don't feel like, I mean, based on everything I've read recently, it sounds like Vince is basically a shut in. <laughs> he goes to work, works till three in the morning, yeah. works, goes to the gym, goes home, sleeps for an hour and a half, maybe watches a little bit of football. Yeah. Otherwise, it's work, 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 work. Yeah. It's like a Rihanna song. The only, I mean, yeah, the only like the the, ele- the only element of WWE that actually gets a lot of this stuff correct, and we're about to talk about them a lot more here in a yeah. second. But if you look at NXT and the the song selections they have for Takeover, yeah, is very on top of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Billie Eilish did that. Uh, did the I'll yeah, see yeah, yeah, you yeah. in the crown. Yeah, you can you see, me, see in crown. me in the crown. Yeah. yeah. And I see her on 94.7 all the time. Mm-hmm. They are on top of the game. They understand it. Well, I think I think for the most part, NXT isn't just on top of the game. They're, in certain cases, ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. The exactly. Slipknot stuff, you know, notwithstanding. But, uh, Can't get everything right. No. A but, lot of people like Slipknot, though. That's, no, that's, no, I'm that's not, mainly I'm not, on I'm us. I'm not disparaging Slipknot. That's I know a lot of people like Slipknot, and that song's okay. The, the, the opening package of NXT with the lip syncing is no good. Um, you, 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 know, you know when that breaks down for me? It's the two, three seconds of smiling superstars. Because when they're first approaching like the camera, and Gargano's in the front, and there's all those great shots, and even the first couple times that they're lip syncing with it is okay by me with me. It's when the camera sort of goes back and they're all smiling while they're Even doing one it. One of it is when Bianca Belair is doing this, <laughs> clapping her undefeated, doing the undefeated clap yeah. while singing. I'm yeah. like, all right, you're just doing this in character. <laughs> I don't like any of the lip syncing part. It's from from moment second one, it's, it's, yeah. it's off-putting to me. I'm happy they keep it relatively short. I wish they cut it out entirely. The visuals are, are great, though, like just the, the, the aesthetic of it. Eh. No, I'm talking about like you didn't even like, like oh, the, the scratches and just the like the gritty nature. Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah. I mean, I don't really like the, the in terms of how the the, the lip syncing parts actually photographed. You know, lighting's all right, and the and the, the grittiness is fine. Just like they use like a wide angle lens. And it's a, oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm it looks sorry. cheap. So once they go to the montage, yeah, that's totally fine. that general. Yeah, idea, that's that's all fine. Really, really but I think like the actual lip syncing stuff, it's shot looking kind of cheap because it probably had like an, all right, we have an hour to do this. Oh, I think it looks good. Uh, but anyways, getting back to it, yeah, I think that just you got to be you got to be current, man. You got to be with the times. You know, I'll say this WWE used Nickelback as the theme for Raw that shows are not in tune with pop culture whatsoever okay to counter that at the time Nickelback was was pretty hot they were popular but still pretty much universally reviled <laughs> were they were they ever not reviled I don't think so I thought there was a time wasn't there when I mean, they, they, when did they like, debut? Mid aughts. I think they were they were welcomed on adult contemporary radio but uh, outside of that I don't think anybody really likes them pretty nerdy huh yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. But I think think that's that's Vince saying, "Oh, this this band I hear Nickelback. 
that song photograph is pretty catchy. And then he's like, let's have them do the theme for all. I mean, here's the thing. Like, how do you get from that amazing Jim Johnston? That was cool. I mean, like Rob Zombie did a raw theme at one point. Oh, know? I like that one. Yeah, you know, there there has been good ones since then. Yeah, that seem more <clears throat> more in tune. But they, like for the Money of the Bank, they was used... the Rob Zombie one after Nickelback? No, no, it was before. Yeah, okay. But uh, uh like they used to use the same song for Money in the Bank for five years. <laughs> money, 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 oh, money. Oh man, yeah. the same one. What do you like better, the Nickelback one or Tonight Is the Night? I think I like Tonight is a Night more. I think I like the Nickelback. Oh, one. get tonight out of here with that. Tonight is the Night is so cheesy. Yeah, Nickelback is inherently cheesy. Yeah, I didn't mind the I'll be honest with you. Look, man, this is a controversial wrestling opinion. The Nickelback theme might have been just under Jim Johnston's Get out of here. Get out of here. Show's over. Oh, Going no. Going into Raw has been canceled. <laughs> Number four. Four. Watch some NXT. I mean, ideally, Vince would just watch more wrestling outside WWE, but I think that's asking too much. So at least watch the wrestling that's produced under your umbrella. Uh, well, for several reasons. First, first and foremost, to get new ideas. Well, first and foremost, continuity. Well, that that's what I'm gonna get to as well. Continuity might actually be the most important thing. Because how many times have we seen someone develop a really interesting, well-developed character in NXT? They get called to the main roster, and that character is non-existent, basically in every every instance. I mean, five off the top of my head. <laughs> Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Andrade. Oh, those three have been fine. That's what I'm saying. Oh, good ones. Yeah. Oh, those kind ones. of Oscar. Kind of Oscar. Kind of Shinsuke. Shinsuke's had some good kind moments. Kind of. He's had good moments. Although they started calling him the, the artist. He was the artist instead of the King of Strong Style. Oh, God. Put that finger down. <laughs> That's right. They, they tried to make him like Michael Jackson or something. Man. Yeah. But think of the, like the only... This is the only instance I could think of a character who's diametrically opposed to the character they portrayed in NXT. And it was a, it was a success. And it was Drew. Drew. He came in yeah. as a heel, and he embraced it, and he ran with it, and he is fantastic. And he's gonna when he eventually turns face, it's gonna be massive. Huge, it's gonna be yeah, yeah, huge. Yeah. So, so, I when, so when they lay the groundwork for him to have a convincing and quality face turn, that leads to him being a huge star, mm -hmm. which has kind of been a problem for them. We'll get to that later. Yeah. So yeah, NXT, like you said, uh, you know, come up with a, you know, you can find inspiration there, and you can also find legitimately the future of your company is there. And maybe the fans who are putting in $10 a month, soon to be maybe even more, maybe those people who watch NXT would love to see those same characters carry over those characters when we see them on the main roster. On a larger stage, yeah. Suddenly have a personality shift. And maybe you can treat those characters. Or new names. Yeah. <laughs> or new names. And maybe, just maybe... That's funny. Maybe. Oh, God. Oh, you can treat their debuts like you used to four years ago. Like they really mattered. Like they're signees from a rival company and you're showcasing them and shoving them down everybody's, well, not shoving down throats, but like, you know, hey. Look, it's, it's impactful. It makes, yes. it, 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 it makes it seem like they're important. Well, like, okay. If well, you have someone debut say, via a slideshow or a video package, you're like, all right, well. When they debuted Jericho, uh, it was like he was shoving Jericho down Ted Turner's throat. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. you piss this guy away, and he's immediately, instantly a rock star. Let me, let me here, here's here's uh, the, the, the 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 disconnect here. So you have Kevin Owens coming out, beating the hell out of John Cena as NXT champion, stomping on the U.S. Championship and holding up the NXT title above John Cena. Yep, that's an impactful debut. Yeah, out of nowhere. 
Now, if they'd done this, uh, coming soon to WWE, Kevin Owens looking in powerbomb Sami Zayn a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he tore the shit out of Sami Zayn with all those powerbombs. However, it's not the same impact as laying out the franchise of the promotion. <sighs> Man, yeah. He's tore the shit out of an actual phrase, or I just make that up. No, he did good. All right. Even if you made it up. You're an innovator. All right. Because he did. They had to stop a match. He powerbombed like eight times. I know. It's awesome. It was really cool. Now I have the, the lip sync bit in my head. We are I'm not sorry. your kind. I'm sorry. No, I kind of like it. It's good. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. Number three. Come on. That's good. It doesn't, it doesn't fit the song, though, whatsoever. Oh, it's awesome. It doesn't. No, because your kind is not undefeated, and she is undefeated. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I just feel like they're shoehorning her gimmick into a song that doesn't fit the whole thing. I love NXT. Steve is to NXT as Larson is to AEW. Oh, my love for AEW has no bounds. (laughs) Number three. Three. Invest in new stars. Yowie wowie. Uh, How many times have we said that if they had booked Bray Wyatt right, they'd be making money hand over fist? I feel like the number is infinite. Ad nauseum. I will maintain that till my dying day. I will maintain that he should have beat John Cena at WrestleMania 30, or at the least, if Cena would have won, he would have won violating his own principles. You know, because then Bray Wyatt could have, might have more or less, would have won the war. You know what's amazing about Bray Wyatt? What? That he still has a passion and love and creativity for the business. Oh, you think it would suck from entirely based on everything he's gone through? How is it any like people who've worked there for ages and under these conditions haven't been? I mean, plenty have, and they've all quit. But how is it that so many people have stayed Again, and I've, can still find inspiration like Bray Wyatt? I feel, these these men and women, man, they have such a, a belief in their own abilities. And can you imagine what it'll, what it would be like? Without all the weird restrictions old man hasn't put on them. I know. You know, I it know. would be just amazing. I know. Uh, the, the talent roster as it's constituted right now has never been better in terms of the depth and the quality of the talent. You can say 2002, there was more star power there, and that's probably right. But a lot of that star power is well past its prime. Mm, sure, all, yeah. A lot of the people that got brought over from WCW, Hogan, Nash, Hall, Steiner, well past their prime. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a few, you know, like Booker T, he was still great. Yeah. He was still capable of putting on really good matches. Um, but a lot of the older talent, no. They were getting by on star power alone. Yeah. Uh, basically, everyone in WB right now could put on a quality match, a great match, any given night. Um, as we saw from the uh, the promos for Mixed Match Challenge, they're all endlessly charming. Yeah, they they have a ton of personality. Let them show it. Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to connect them to the audience, yeah. is by letting their personality show. You know, just, 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 it's, it's, it, it boggles my mind that you see for years from the Hogan era, new generation, attitude era, you have these talents who have an opportunity to showcase their personalities and their talents to their fullest and their huge stars because of it. Yeah. You know, if, 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 if you mentioned this, uh, in some other show we did, like when Rocky Maivia debuted, he had no idea that what was there. No idea. Yep. Until he began the transition to The Rock and became The Rock. And you're like, holy shit, this guy is just just oozes charisma and personality and he can put on a really good match. I mean, right now, like basically everybody on the roster is capable of putting on a really good match and cutting a good promo. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. And, and if they take these talents and just take a couple creative risks, develop some storylines for them mm-hmm. that gives them opportunity to showcase the full breadth of their talents, you'll have huge stars in your hand. You won't need Lesnar. You won't need The Undertaker. You won't need uh, people that were popular during the Attitude Era Gold in the Monday Night Wars or Berg. Goldberg to get a pop in the ratings or sell out at WrestleMania. 
Because the talent is there on the roster now. Yeah. You just need to invest in it. Yeah. And they haven't done it for years. Between main roster and especially NXT, you've literally you've obtained, if you take the elite out of the equation, you've obtained every major basically. huge talent basically in the market. You have them. Yep. And look at what's happening. Ratings are just in the dumpster right now. It's it's I mean I mean you have like Seth Rollins right now, he can be a huge crossover mainstream star mm-hmm. instantly. You have Becky Lynch, same with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Owens could be. I could go on and on list the the, uh, the number of talents on the roster right now yeah. who could be who could show up on the Today Show, I, or Good I Morning firmly, America, or Ellen. Firmly, 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 firmly believe, and we've said this many times, that Kevin Owens could be a stone cold level draw mm-hmm. i i firmly believe that i think that he had the perfect like the recipe was there for the heel and then massive tweener thing turn and people would be hanging on every word because he's that good yep and instead you just don't know and and the thing is if you watch that uh from like a year ago that kevin owens 24 that kid wants it he Mm -hmm. wants to work he's ambitious he's Mm -hmm. motivated Mm -hmm. he takes his job very seriously Mm -hmm. and that dude could do everything Mm -hmm. and i think that could be said about many many people that's just one example hell yeah man i mean talk about a guy who looks like the everyman yeah you know talk about the perfect you know uh uh, face for 2019 like capturing the the zeitgeist it is it is And, yeah. and I think he's he's the guy. I mean, you have someone like Finn Balor, who in New Japan, you saw, like, he was scary. Yeah. He was legit scary. Yeah. And what does he do now? He smiles. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, like, a Prince Devitt-level character facing off against a Kevin Owens who Man, has, like, a recent else. Stone Cold tweener That would turn? be something else. You know? They're, like, both tweeners, but on different sides. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, dude, that gives me chills thinking about it. And the crowds would be going crazy. Mm-hmm. By the way, while we're at it, we have, there's, this isn't one of the entries. But let's let's not take people's signs away in the crowd. Yeah. Remember how great I mean, granted, a lot of those signs were were not cool. No, they weren't cool. But I think in a new day and age, like people would make cooler signs. Here's what the signs were. It was a measure of enthusiasm. Yeah, it was, yeah. There's no signs now. No, man. And that was part of the thing back then is is, is there it was a challenge to come up with a creative sign. Goldberg loves animals. Remember that one? Yeah, X wrestler fears Y wrestler. <laughs> that was always the thing back then. <laughs> Scott Scott Hall fears Razor Ramon. That was my sign. Oh, that was your sign. Yeah. Look at that. Good job. Number two. Two. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Change the presentation. Look at Neville right there waiting to explode on the mic. Instead, he has Charlie Caruso next to him asking him formulaic questions Probably fed to her directly by Vince McMahon. Yes, probably. No wonder Neville yelled at Vince McMahon. Yes. Walked off. Uh, the WWE's presentation is largely unchanged since the 1980s. Action happens in ring, cut backstage to interview, occasional in ring promo. Largely unchanged. Yeah. That needs to change. Yes. They need to change with the times. I've talked tons of trash about TNA. One thing they got right for the most part was that fly on the wall stuff, how stuff was presented backstage, it felt organic, it felt fresh. It felt uh, uh, spontaneous. Amen. All things lacking for WWE's pr- uh, presentation you currently. Look at, you just take a look at those crowds in TNA from 2005, 2009. You want enthusiasm. They were into it. And then they like stopped paying the wrestlers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an issue. <laughs> yeah. What a mess. Yes. Um, so just do something to change the presentation of the show so it doesn't feel overly structured. Yeah. It feels too controlled for something that's... It's a drama about uh, men and women fighting. Mm-hmm. There should be a chaotic nature to it, and it's completely missing from the product right yeah. now. That's one thing I kind of like about NXT, is they'll have these seemingly spontaneous little press conferences. They'll have uh, videos from Performance Center where something happening in the foreground, a bunch of something else is happening in the background that's brought to the foreground that changes the entire dynamic of what you thought you were going to watch. Undisputed Air will be having an interview, and then Roderick Strong will kill a person. And bring them a bloody flip-flop. <laughs> Boy, it that feels, was good. NXT feels like a, le- a living, breathing organism. It does, yeah. Whereas... Raw and SmackDown feel like a very, like a, 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 a one set stage play. And they're live. NXT is taped and it feels more vital than main roster. Those are live shows. Yep. Anything should be able to happen. Yep. And instead it's, okay, now today we are going to wrestle. Wrestle, 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 commercial break, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Here, watch this wrestle between Promo, commercial backstage break. interview, video package, match, cut from match to commercial. Uh, before we go back to match, do a quick interview backstage, maybe picture in picture, and then back to match. Yeah. Let's finish this off, Larson. Number right. one. One. Vision. Like uh, Marvel superhero Vision. They need to sign Vision. Is that what you're saying? They need a robot. Yeah. He's dead, though. Well, that happened in Infinity War. Yeah, no, I, right. can, I can break that spoiler. I actually seen that one. Yeah, you saw that. That broke my heart. I love Vision. I can imagine so. He's a cool robot. Anyways, no, it's not the Vision we're talking about. We're talking about Vision, story Vision, just clarity of what you're going for. That still was used because that was a time when Vince had a vision for what his product he wanted his product to be. Mm-hmm. He had a very distinct vision. He took steps to see that vision out, and he accomplished that vision. Yeah. Um, it sounds like the day, these days, whether it's because he's taking input from too many sources or he's he's grown fickle, or he's grown indecisive. Um, the audience is, isn't responding to what they should be responding here's, to here's what I think, in his head. I don't know if this has always been the case, but I feel like this is the case now for Vince. He knows what he wants to accomplish. He has no idea how he wants to get there. Yeah, he wants Roman to be top guy, and so his vision for getting there is just... Make him top guy immediately. Make him top guy. He doesn't understand... That in today's wrestling, you can't just anoint somebody top guy like you could with Hogan back in the day and people yeah. will buy it. 
you have to, he has to develop a relationship with your audience. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't happen and he's pushed to the moon, the audience is going to resent him because of it. So at no point between the shield breaking up and Roman uh, being anointed top guy by Vince, did that ever really happen? Yeah, right. And that's an issue because we've seen the, 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 the best pushes are the organic ones. Stone Cold, Daniel Bryan, um, even early John Cena, mm-hmm. where they weren't necessarily meant to be top of the card wrestlers, but the audience took them there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's where you make the money. Yep. Talk and, about a guy who understood the zeitgeist, John Cena. Yep. Yep. It, I mean, it, 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 it's, 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 in this day and age, it's basically nigh impossible to say, I anoint you top guy. Yeah. And then just expect it to happen. And that's what Sasha Banks would talk about on the, Sam, on the Sam Roberts podcast. And evidently, it's why she's not with the company right now is because, or she's not showing up, is because in NXT, she explained she came to work and she understood what the vision there was. She shows up on the main roster and one week they're, they're given a plan for their tag team title reign. And then the next week, right before the match at WrestleMania happens, they are told they're losing and they're splitting up them as a tag team after they had, Sasha and Bailey had already very emotionally connected with that story. Mm-hmm. Now, oh no, we're doing something different now. And apparently it, in conjunction with all that, she was going to be given some kind of solo push. Mm-hmm. But, and I know that the people kind of dumped on Sasha after all this because they thought, oh, well, you, you know, like, what you've gotten isn't good enough for you or something. And I don't think it's about winning titles. People are like, you, oh, you're upset you dropped the belt. I don't think that was what she was upset about. She's upset about the lack of vision, the lack of follow-through and any sort of plans happening. I think if she was given like a one-year roadmap that had nothing to do with titles, but had twists and turns and compelling mm-hmm. story... I just pure speculation. I think she'd be totally fine with I that. I think Dean Ambrose would probably still be there too. I think Dean Ambrose would be totally fine with that too, because it's like, okay, like you've invested all this time and money into your company, into these people. Why aren't you investing some like energy into telling their story? I know that boggles my mind. It's just bizarre. You need a vision for your company. You don't have your vision right now is make money. I know. And he stu- and Vince stumbles into this, live TV rights deals that if I remember correctly, didn't really have much to do with Vince. It had to do with like triple H and Stephanie and them yeah. going into those negotiations. Yeah, I don't think Vince negotiated a whole lot of those. Deals I don't think he did. Um, and, and you need that. And your, your company obviously horrifically lacks it right now instead of, Hey, you have two of the best tag teams on the planet, the revival and the Usos. Why don't we tell a long-term story with them? Oh, yeah, I, oh it's fun. The revival are funny when they, I make fun of them. I humiliate them publicly when I shave their backs and have them run rub uh, icy hot on their nether regions. Like, fuck you. I don't want to see that shit. No. I want to see captivating feud storylines. Yeah. That leads to, to grown men and women fighting. Yeah. That's what... Or, yeah, fighting, I guess. Yeah. Choreographed fighting. That's what I want to see. Yeah, me too. I want a reason to give a damn uh, about those matches. And just because the Usos put Icy Hot or tricked the Revival in putting Icy Hot on their, 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 their front area, sorry, that doesn't cut it for me today. No, no. Doesn't I work. mean, hats off the Revival's performance. They tried their, their damnedest to make it Oh, they're work. hilarious, but I want to see them fucking wrestle. Same. Anyways, that's it. Let us know what uh, well, you... Well, sorry, more than just wrestle. As we learn next T, we want great matches, 
But we want a reason to care about the outcome of that ma- those matches, too. How many times do we see Gargano and Ciampa fight, and yet I can see them fight a ton more uh, based off of where the story takes us? And because we care about how the match ends. Yeah. Speaking of ending, that's a good place to end. Now, if uh, you want to let us know what you guys think about this subject, let us know in the comments yes, below. Please. Yes, please. Uh, be sure, if you're listening to this, hit the subscribe button, leave us a rating, review, or a comment. And uh, be sure to sub to us. Also, tomorrow, like I said, we've got that reaction live stream. Should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll see all of you there. Thanks so much for watching. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.